Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 24th of May. Do not wait uh, to be vaccinated. If you are eligible, please come forward. Uh, If you are not vaccinated and you catch COVID, you could die. That's the message from our Federal Health Minister, Greg Hunt, with Australians aged over 50 urged not to wait and get an AstraZeneca COVID vaccine as soon as they can. It comes as the Federal Government has set a new target to have all Australians vaccinated by Christmas. Over the weekend, Canberra confirmed Australia has secured an extra 40 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine, with 2 million to be rolled out each week from October. But there are fears many who are eligible right now will wait for that Pfizer jab, following concerns with AstraZeneca and rare blood clots. Here is epidemiologist Professor Mary Louise McClaws on Nine. If you're over 55, please go and get your AstraZeneca. You're at very little risk of any serious adverse event and leave the Pfizer to the younger ones. Meantime, a major setback for our Olympic skateboarding team in the lead-up to the Tokyo Games, with one Australian coach and two skaters testing positive to COVID. They were part of a team of 11 that travelled to the US to compete in a final qualifying event. It's believed the athletes were offered a COVID jab before leaving Australia. Meantime, eight repatriation flights from COVID-ravaged India will arrive in Australia over the next two weeks as more than 11,000 Australians still try to return home. It comes as 165 return travellers arrived home yesterday with no one stopped from getting on the plane with all testing negative to COVID. The Council of Indian Australians, Mohit Kumar, says it's welcome news but there's still many stranded citizens waiting to come home to Australia. There are 10,000 plus people now registered with DFAT uh, who are uh, stuck in India and I would ask the government to increase the repatriation flights because getting 150, 160, you know, uh, the time frame you're looking at months. In other news this Monday morning, at least 14 people have been killed and a child seriously injured after a cable car in northern Italy plunged around 20 metres to the ground overnight. It was travelling up Monteroni Mountain when it fell and rolled several times down the steep slopes. The lifts had only just recently reopened after coronavirus lockdown measures eased. It's not yet known exactly what caused the accident. And the tributes are continuing to flow for rugby league immortal Bob Fulton after he passed away after a long battle with cancer, aged 73. Affectionately known as Bozo, the former Kangaroos coach and superstar played 35 test matches for Australia. A club legend at Manly, Sea Eagles coach Des Hasler says he was a hero to many. To many of us, he was a friend, uh, a mentor, and his legend that he uh, brought to the game while he was playing and in in his later years as as a coach and an administrator um, uh, will, will never be forgotten. And we'll have more details coming up shortly in sport with Brett Thomas. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in Victoria this morning and authorities are cracking down on people not wearing masks on public transport. Masks have been compulsory on trains, trams and buses since the height of stage four lockdowns. From today, authorities will be out in force with $200 fines for anyone who does not comply. Here's our reporter James Lake with the latest from Melbourne. 
That's right, Tash. Not that we should need more education after everything Victoria has been through. But police will be first offering out a disposable face mask to anyone found on public transport without one. Then if they reject it, they'll be hit with a $200 penalty. A survey last week found nearly half of commuters are wearing masks incorrectly or not at all. Police have admitted it's easy, though, for people to forget their masks because they're not required to be worn as extensively as before. And to New South Wales and a major boost for the embattled coalition, with the Nationals winning the Upper Hunter by-election over the weekend. The vote itself was sparked by sexual assault allegations levelled against former MP Michael Johnson, who was forced to resign in disgrace. As Hamish Finlay reports from Newcastle, Labor has described the loss as devastating. Well, yes, Tash, according to the latest count, Dave Lazell from the Nationals appears to have won this crucial battle comfortably. Two candidate preferred. He secured 67.5% of votes over Labor's candidate on 32.4%. Even though the Nationals have held this seat for over 90 years, Labor was pretty confident they had a chance. And the size of this loss, as well as their 6.8% drop in primary support from 2019, will unquestionably put pressure on the leadership of Jody McKay. Well, the ramifications of this result could also be felt on a federal level as well. Well, the Coalition has definitely set its sights on traditionally safe Labor seats of Hunter, Patterson and Shortland, with recent polling finding they are very much in play. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now the Reserve Bank Governor may be telling us that he won't raise official cash, cash rates until 2024, but what about the banks? Yeah, well, the country's banks have only $90 billion left in cheap credit provided by the RBA to soften the blow of the coronavirus. A strong economy and surging property prices means there's a big demand for loans, and without the cheap loan money, experts are warning that fixed interest rates will rise. So get in while the borrowing is good and cheap. And China, as we know, has been slapping tariffs on Australian exports such as wine and coal, and now Beijing is targeting iron ore. That's right. China takes about 75% of our iron ore from the likes of BHP. And with iron ore prices above $200 US a tonne, the taxes on miners adds $36 billion to our budget. The industry suspects Beijing is telling its steelmakers to cut back on production to reduce the price, and this is hurting the share prices of our big miners. And a CBA survey has come out, Peter, with an interesting analysis on our spending habits, especially during the pandemic. That's right. The CBA's Insights report says Aussie consumers are now eager to buy locally sourced products, are frequenting neighbourhood shopping centres like never before, and many are cutting overall spending to preserve cash. Some of this could be because a quarter surveyed said they had less money to spend because of the coronavirus. Where were we spending most of our money on local produce? Well, I think a lot of money has gone from CBDs to the local areas. Excellent, Peter. Thank you. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett manly reacted to that very sad news of Bob Fulton's death in the best possible way. Yes, good morning to you, Tash. He actually played a hand in Manly's win over Parramatta yesterday. Josh Schuster was an Eels junior who Bob Fulton and his son actually saw play. They loved him so much after the game, they gave him a contract, which he eventually signed. And uh, yesterday, it's like the spirit of Bob Fulton was in the number six there for Manly. Uh, Schuster playing 5-8, thrust in there because of injuries. Played a hand in three tries, the Seagulls winning 28-6. to We heard from Des Hasler earlier. Among the other tributes are from uh, Wayne 
Bennett, who spoke about uh, his relationship with the rugby league immortal. Never been close to him, but I had a lot to do with him. I was played for Australia with him. I played against uh, New South Wales when he played, and uh, coached against him a lot of times. And um, and he's also we were both Australian selectors together when I was a coach, and he was a selector. So he was certainly in my view, and I've seen a lot of players. He was up there with the greatest players we've ever seen in our game. He was, um, Hell of a competitor as well. Now, unfortunately for Wayne, his Rabbitohs going down to the Panthers yesterday in Dubbo, 56-12. So that's two games in three, also against the Storm, where they conceded 50 points. So a few issues there for the Bunnies. But no doubt, a heap more tributes to come this morning from the rugby league world uh, about the legacy of Bob Fulton. Yeah, very sad loss. Now to the AFL and Collingwood coach Nathan Buckley is refusing to be affected by boardroom dramas or ongoing speculation over his own future break. Yeah, we had Magpies fans lining up at the MCG yesterday to sign a petition attempting to force a spill of the board. Their president, Mark Corder, is calling for calm. He says that coups aren't in the best interests of the footy club. For three quarters yesterday, it looked like the players weren't distracted. They led Port Adelaide, one one of the premiership contenders, by 13 points, ended up losing by a point, and Bucks insists that it's not a distraction. There's a lot of focus on plenty of things that none of those boys or I are in control of. Yeah, well ask the questions of the people that are. And in one of the other results yesterday, the Bombers within striking distance of the top eight, putting North Melbourne to the sword with a 72-point thrashing tush. And history could be unfolding for Phil Mickelson in golf this morning. Yes, we've got the PGA Championship, one of the four golf majors on South Carolina. It's an ocean course that uh, has proved very difficult. Our Aussies are well out of contention. Jason Day is three over par. The final round is underway. Phil Mickelson started with a one-shot lead over Brooks Kepka. At 50, he would be the oldest major winner ever. Now, he's one over through three holes, but he still holds that one-shot lead. So he's dropped to six under par. Uh, Kevin Streelman is at five under par, one of three golfers on that score at the moment. So let's hope for Phil, the big left his case, he can hold on and uh, and claim a major at the age of 50, which would be a great story. Yeah, great story indeed. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And organisers of Eurovision say the winners from Italy will take voluntary drug tests after footage went viral at the song competition. The lead singer of Italian metal band Manaskin has strongly hit back at allegations he was caught on camera using drugs during Sunday's grand final. In a statement, organisers say the band and their management have informed us that no drugs were present in the green room and that a glass was broken at their table and it was being cleared by the singer. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.